Hey everybody, you reach the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, July 6, 2021, and I've just spent half an hour in a descent into madness trying to figure out how to record a podcast again because the three of us are sitting in the cinema mm. recording a podcast for the first time in months outside of our homes. As you can tell from our great sounding voices. Our voices should difference. sound better. <laughs> yeah. Whether or not this actually works, you know, but I, th- I feel good about this. We figured it out. I think my editing will be a bit easier because doing it over Zoom, you have three separate tracks, which means you can get really finicky and move stuff around. And if somebody happens to laugh, you can move that laugh a little bit. And I tried not to get too precious about it, but I really did. Like, And you really get in there. <laughs> and what's good about it is, so now we're all sitting in the same room. So whatever happens picks up on all three microphones. When we're in three separate houses, and if a cat meows on Eric's feed, I could erase that kitty cat. Or add more. Or add more kitty cats. (laughs) More cowbell. Yeah, we always needed more of everything. I I did wonder that because I was like, I don't think this was as perfect, you know, as it sounds live. That sentence came out weird, but listening to it after the fact, it sounded like perfectly locked in and stuff. And I was like, I don't remember it being that good at the time. Or there'd be parts where... And you will do this in any podcast, but there might be a little dramatic pause or someone stopped to think about something. When it's on three separate tracks, it's way easier to get rid of all that stuff. I'm not an expert level editor by any means, so any piece of audio you could go through for days and weeks and really make it sound better. I'm not that ambitious about this podcast, so... There's no time. Even with all the extra time you thought you had, there's no time. Yeah. So, yes, it's Tuesday now. We're in the cinema We've been tinkering around here. Today, for example, somebody came by to pick up some trailers, to pick up some posters that we've been selling. Marcus was here tinkering around with the projector just to kind of make sure it's, you know, it's not filled with potatoes. It's still working. (laughs) Makes sense. Clearing out the cobwebs. Spiders for sure. And yeah, and you don't want to jinx anything, but theoretically we're within a couple weeks of actually being back to being a movie theater again. Wow. (laughs) yeah it's so exciting right in time for my birthday which i think is what we're all gunning for pretty sure yeah that's what we're doing yeah that's gotta be it because it's in ontario the rule is three weeks after the previous phase or stage or whatever Mm. it's called so that grief grief yeah Yeah. (laughs) yes now we're getting into acceptance so that would place us around july 20th or 21st the first friday after that is the 23rd so that's what that's what we're looking at. Hmm. No news at the moment of anything that we're screening. That's all still kind of up in the air. But sometime this week, today or tomorrow, I'm going to phone Coke and phone popcorn and phone candy and be like, so what's our deadline if we're aiming for the 23rd? Because our shelves are bare at the moment. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's plenty of tap water. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's about it. I'm pretty sure there are popcorn seeds. I think we're good with that. We're okay for popcorn. And, you know, popcorn doesn't go stale in a couple months so that's all still fine yeah why did we pre-pop all that corn <laughs> yeah <laughs> such a bad business model but it'll be very nice i have empathy for anybody who has the tiniest bit of agoraphobia because just the little baby steps that i'm making like this right now sitting in a room we are still at the two meter distance from each other but nonetheless we're three people sitting in a room and the thought of well we can't prove it we can't prove it yeah, yeah it's good there, this isn't a video cast there's no photo evidence of this but what's the rule now you can be like 10 people outside and five people inside right i think that's what it is yeah so 
Gwen and I are getting our second 5G shots on Friday. Same. I'm, you're I all, you're all done up, I'm right? All, I thought all three of us were done. No, well, mine was booked, but it was booked for September. Get away from me! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, this, I ran into this yesterday, but it was our first like in-person bad movie double bill thingy. There was four of us, I guess, all together. But two of them are the couple that live there. And so there was just like two strangers, which was me and my friend being out of the mix. And so, yeah, like it was... I don't know when they, they got their second shot. I can't remember, but everything got a bit weird. And so right before I was picked up for that, my wife was like, oh, we got to we gotta move up the shots and all this stuff. And so I'm trying to like desperately figure out the online system and she couldn't figure it out. And on my phone, I was able to, but it was like taking longer than I thought. And then I was, my ride was coming. And I was like, I got to get these shots. Like we need them. <laughs> I can't, can't do any fun without these shots. Well, I got my second shot on Saturday. Uh, Saturday. You're immortal. So I'm, yeah. Wow. Well, let's not jinx it. Yeah, and he's only three days deep on that, and it takes like two weeks to kick in or something. Or I don't know. I don't well, remember. That's the thing too. Jokingly, we talk about being immortal and getting our shots, but all this means is if we get it now, it likely won't kill us. Yeah, <laughs> as quickly. Because <laughs> I have a friend, and they were all double down, everybody good to go, and a member of their household got it. Yeah, and didn't have to go to the hospital or anything, but got it. That's the thing. It's like we still have to follow the rules and mm-hmm. do all the stuff. It's not like. It's the people who get half a shot and then are like, house party. And you're like, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm still so scared to do anything like, I mean, I guess a patio could maybe be okay. But anything like an indoor restaurant, anything, I'm just, well, terrified is the wrong word. I'm just, I'm way too cautious for that at this point. No, even just like two weekends ago, it's hard getting people together in the before times, especially. Yeah. I always think about this, like once upon a time, most people worked nine to five. Most people had weekends off. Not as many worked nights and that kind of thing. Whereas now everybody's all over the place. Like I have, there's myself, my friend works at the NAC, so he's working nights all the time. Another friend's in construction, so he's up at the crack of dawn every day. So it's hard to kind of mesh schedules. So recently, myself and Gwen and three of my friends who are all parents with kids, so it's hard to get them out of the house. We sat at a park bench, a big park bench, and ate takeout food together. And that's the first time we'd seen each other all like that in a year and a half or whatever it's been. And it felt fine, but it did also feel that little bit of like, we're breaking the rules. This isn't allowed. We expected like a cop to come up and sirens flashing and like, put your mask back on. Yeah, we were in the car, like picking up my buddy from the LCBO and didn't have masks on. And like, I mean, I got in the car without my mask and immediately felt good. I was like, do you want me to put on my mask? Okay. And we had the windows down and she was fine and like, it was okay. But when we were picking up my friend, I could have sworn the guy in the car next to us who did have a mask was side-eyeing us. Oh, but I, yeah. I think it was just a guilty conscience. Judging you. Pretty much. But Because her reasoning was like, well, we're going from here to my living room to hang out for three or four hours. So you having a mask on in the car for 10 minutes, she didn't see the point. So I don't know. I respected that, but it was like windows down. Everyone's respectful. I don't leave the home really at all. Most of the time, just work, work. And now this, I guess. (laughs) I almost got in a car yesterday for the first time in 15 months or whatever it's been. And then plans changed. So I didn't. So I I still got my street going. (laughs) I still, I have not been in a car in so long and haven't been in anyone else's house Probably my mom's will be the first one I go back into sometime soon because she's moving. It's so funny. It never changes. Like the kid parent relationship doesn't change in that I've got stuff I got to get out of her house. Hmm. And that's the same when you're 18 or I guess in your 30s or 40s. Like, so I'm going to go do that sometime. But yeah, like it's just it's it'll be nice that I went to the dentist today. Moments ago, I was at the dentist Hmm. and I booked my next one for January 2022. Who knows what world we'll be in then. You would hope that maybe we're 
many more steps back towards normalcy by January 2022. But because mm. now going to the dentist, it feels like you're going into like a sci-fi plague room. This is bad. I think I've gone like three times now in the last six months to the dentist, just various things. And yeah, it's this whole, it was already not fun going to the dentist, but now it's like you're adding all these other things. Uh, optometrist is worse because you got the mask, but you're trying to read the charts. Oh, you're fogging yeah. up your glasses, <laughs> you know. I, that's maybe like more of a specific problem for people like myself. But you're still. reading the wine list, sir. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm like, E, I don't know. Is that an X? I can't tell. So let's talk about movie stuff while I'm thinking about it. We actually have some Mayfair news hot off the presses in that Lee booked another Mayfair virtual cinema movie this morning. Mm. It's called Lift Like a Girl, and it's a documentary about a girl on her path towards weightlifting in the Olympics. Nice. And that's all I know, because all I did was do the blurb and do the poster and stuff like that. But it looks really good. So that'll be available on Friday, July 9th via Mayfair Virtual Cinema. All the links are on our website and everywhere like that. We've got quite a little lineup now. I think we've got about six or seven movies. And still, I thought they were going to go down, but the Oscar shorts are still up there. So hmm. if you're at home over the next couple of weeks before coming back to Mayfair land, you can still rent some movies in support of us from the comfort of your home. Oh, you can recover from your shot while you're watching Lift Like a Girl? <laughs> yeah. He can't lift his arm, but he can watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, be inspired. That, yeah, I, that's why we picked Friday. I was like, you know, then we can just relax, watch some movies, chill out, you know? Off chance if everything goes wrong, yeah. you can just be at home. Yeah, it's, I, I'm not worried about that so much, but my wife's cousin, he got his second shot and then he had a heart attack. What? He's like the one in a million. He's like the statistic. He's fine, not like, he, yeah. it, but it was just like one of those weird reactions that never, not, not never happens, but you know, that was just so specific. But it's like a guy I've hung out with and know, so it's one of those things where you're just like, well, I don't really want to hear that. <laughs> I mean, as I tell you, I want you to bring it come down to my world now. So, Andrew, did you have a heart attack after your second shot? Yeah. Well, I got Moderna, which okay. is the heart attack one. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Why do they tell you that when you're well, going into No, it's myo. What's the condition? Oh, God. I didn't want to read about it, so I ignored it mostly. It's like, Myocarditis. Or myo heart myo, is exploding, I think it was. Something like myo that. heart is exploding. <laughs> it's not good. Uh, no, my heart's good. Yeah, I'm not worried about that, but it's just like, I don't know. You should be aware of it, but that's the reason I'm not taking it on like a Wednesday or a Monday or something, is I'm like, well, you know, I at least got the window or the weekend to recover from the mild heart attack. Or hopefully <laughs> not at all. I'll have a double dose of michelle pfizer mm. so i think i'm okay i don't know if i get see that's the other thing I, I was like worried about mixing like not worried like i'm not gonna do it but just i don't know in my head i'm like i got a pfizer i want a second pfizer like it makes sense to me but apparently if you mix like it's actually kind of better in a way like apparently you get better uh coverage better heart attacks <laughs> I'm more the heart attacks are better quality i don't know but so i was telling my wife that i was i was like well i'm not nervous but i just you know it'd be cool to get the same one twice yeah you know i'll take what i get i suppose like it's gonna be either pfizer or the heart attack one and it's like the joke where it's like well i'm getting my second shot before we'll be open so i'll just be inside the cinema high-fiving patrons as they yeah. walk in just like hugging everybody it's like Man. yeah uh, it's gonna be nice to get it over with to be honest and plus last week i had to get a second needle in my eye so what i've been doing yeah I, i've had there was like a burst blood vessel and Ugh. so they had to give me an eye needle i think they're messing with you i've never heard of that until you said that. i had never heard of it until i was sitting in the chair and they were like yeah i might have to go with the old needle in the eye wait are you awake when this happens yeah yeah oh my course. god yeah like they freeze your eye you know like so yeah. it's like but you're sitting there and point of view 
a needle um, is coming towards well, it's your not, head. It's not like Dead and Buried where it's like <laughs> the giant needle, you know, but it's like... That's a good movie. Oh, so good. Like way better than The Needle in the Eye, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> it was like out of the corner of my eye. Like I'm trying not to look also, obviously. But, yeah. but so it was my right eye and they give you like, they freeze you. They give you like 10 drops. It's just like... Some are yellow, some are white. You know, he's pouring all this stuff on my oh, eye. Yeah. And then uh, he's coming through in the side and he's like, okay. And I'm just, it must be like the tiniest needle. Like, cause I picture it being like a foot long, you know, but he just, I don't know. He's done it a million times. I bet it's probably fine. I'm just like, it'll be fine. It'll be over with. It took about as long as the vaccine, to be honest. It was just a couple seconds and then it's over and you know it's blurry as hell. And it just, your eye feels kind of scratchy for the first day. And so it's not, it sucks, but. Most people are weird about ocular terror as it is. Yeah, most people are weird about getting a needle in the eye. Yeah, or well, some people, like, even the thought of touching your eye. I've, I've met a lot of people who are like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, finger in the eye. Oh, oh. And I'm just like, I've had contacts for ever you know so that's not... like that's like a playground kid gross each other out I'm <laughs> yeah like, i'm touching my eye it i'm is. touching my eye and people are all like oh, oh i could never i'm like all right i mean yeah nobody wants a needle in the eye like i mean specifically that might be one of my least favorite spots to get a needle but <laughs> i've had it twice i just find it so funny within a month i'll have had four needles in yeah. various areas <laughs> like god i can't deal with it but no heart attacks hopefully good yeah speaking of gross out stuff i uh chatted with tom green Mm. And it's a whole new world for Tom Green. He's much more mature than I think he was, you know, a million years ago yeah, when he was I, doing that stuff. I think going through cancer treatments probably brings you down yeah. a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, we had a nice conversation with he and his director of the documentary he's doing. So we haven't shot the stuff at the Mayfair just yet because they had a domino of other stuff they wanted to get done first in the documentary shooting. Depending on... And I told them, no rush on our end. And so... Either sometime in the near future when we're doing a screening or beforehand, he's going to come in and do some stuff. We tested out the Freddy Got Fingered 35 millimeter trailer. And well, it's so all... he, did he get, to... or no, he hasn't been in here he hasn't yet. Been in here. Gotcha, no. gotcha. But that's all good to go. Okay. So the plan might, and he's all gung ho about doing something at the Mayfair. The funny thing is, Freddy Got Fingered is Fox which, as we all know, is ah, Disney. Uh-oh. And I hazard a guess that Freddy Got Fingered is not in the top few hundred movies that they're concerned about digitally restoring or anything. So it also probably means there's no 35mm print out there, and there's no Blu-ray even. So we're in a weird position where sometimes we would just be like, oh, well, we can show a Blu-ray, and that still looks pretty decent. But... There's only a DVD, and I've watched some DVDs. Are you sure there's not a Blu-ray? I thought there was. Tom Green said there's no Blu-ray. Oh, so so there's no official Blu-ray. Yeah, there could (laughs) be. Okay, well, you're right. There is no. Yeah, I've never looked into it, but I believe. What would be kind of funny is like that's the kind of experience where you could play a DVD and just have him doing commentary. No one would care what it even looked like. Even with a big asterisk, if we get permission from the powers that be and say, "Look, this is not going to look great, but this is all we have, and it's going to be a fun event still." Stranger things have happened. There could be... Lee said often, if you say we're doing a special event, like we have the director here and stuff, Mm -hmm. you just might luck out and get somebody in the Disney offices who's like, okay, let's see what I can do. And maybe then they'll say, okay, we'll make you guys a DCP or something, you know? Right. So we'll see. But it's not as easy as people think. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you should do this. And we're like, yeah, but it's not easy normally throw into that that this thing's not gotten a digital restoration throw into that the disney vault yeah there's a lot of obstacles to hurdle here but maybe 100 percent for sure down the line we will screen the ottawa premiere of this tom green documentary but that could be a year or two from now yeah 
he offered up the idea as well. Like, maybe we can just have a night, you know, show some episodes, show some yeah, stuff. That's what I was going to say, an evening with Tom Green. Exactly, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Do mm-hmm. some you could do some stand-up. And- sure. Yeah, so I said that would be very doable. And I said, the only thing is right now, that's only doable with 50 people. Or if it is that 25% thing, when we come back, 80 people. Mm-hmm. So no rush. Maybe we could wait till next year and do that. But right. there will be some Tom Green in the Mayfair future, which will be fun. So man, maybe we'll have a Tom Green room behind the stage. By oh, that point. Yeah. <laughs> boo! <laughs> Terrible. So, what movies were you guys chatting about right before we rolled? You were very excited about some Blu-rays. Oh, so many. Well, like first of all, Andrew's letting me borrow his awesome Champagne and Bullets Blu-ray, which we were talking about, aka Road to Revenge, aka oh, yeah. Get Even, one which has word. twelve different versions. Yeah, and it's so like, oh, it's such a for fun... the first time in HD. Yeah, and it's like I guess it sucks. Sort of, <laughs> but it's also incredible. It's just one of those movies. And, and Andrew was raving about another uh, classic sounding film. Well, I don't know if I've recommended this one before. Which one? It's called Malibu High. I think you have. Yeah. Okay. We talked about it because I was fascinated yeah. by it. I think, your description of it, I was like, this sounds like a thing he's talked about, but I, t- I don't remember. It's amazing. As you said before, it's just great that these trash movies, these B movies, are being rescued. Because Mm. if not for these cool companies, they would just be... I I think of it because we have our five boxes of VHS tapes sitting at the front of the cinema right now. And Eric's already made his way through and picked out a few treasures. (laughs) I took everything good, so nobody else can have fun. (laughs) No one get angry. No one could be angry about that because it's like... If you have a friend who works in a restaurant, you know, you might get some free fries. If you have a friend who works at a at an ice cream shop, you might get a free ice cream. Yeah, if you we, work at a cinema, you get first dibs at the VHS tapes. Yeah, like we put in our time here, you know, we've dealt with many interesting evenings and people <laughs> yeah. and stuff. So it's like, you know, maybe years later you get some VHS tapes. But so I pulled out a movie which I'm going to return. I've basically taken it out like video <laughs> store style because I don't want to keep it. <laughs> Not because you hated it? No, I haven't watched it yet. I want to watch <laughs> it and then throw it back in the pile. But it's Michael Caine, Roger Moore, and John Cleese. It's called Bullseye. It's from 1980-something. Oh, I've heard of this. It's and, Michael Winner directed it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. You Gwen's, love him. Gwen's good at like looking up stuff of like, oh, it's on Crave. Oh, it's on Prime. It's not anywhere. <laughs> you cannot watch this movie in a legal manner. So it's only on VHS, and it's got these three actors in it. And it's like, as far as we can find, it hasn't been put out on a fancy Blu-ray or anything. And we're not doing well with that lately. We just want to try and find Blu-rays of these things, and they don't yeah. exist. So that's the only thing that VHS nerds do have a hill to stand on, is that some of this stuff, few of this stuff, is only on VHS. Yeah, if at all. Like, I mean, some of that stuff, what I find fascinating is stuff that gets, like, a VHS release in Turkey in 1987, yeah. and that's it, and nothing ever came beyond that. It's just, like, there's too many, uh, too many treasures to be saved. But, Andrew, you said you don't even have a VCR right now anyhow, right? No, not anymore. I had one. I I just moved a couple months ago and I did have one, but I didn't take it. I don't really have any VHS tapes. Right. I have a few. Like, I'm not one of these VHS aficionados. Aficionados. (laughs) Man. I mean, they're cool. They're cool. All the old cover art of like a lot of these straight to video Mm -hmm. trash through pieces. (laughs) Are cool to look at, but like it was, you know, it wasn't a great format, really. Especially now with all this great stuff coming out on Blu ray. Yeah, half the stuff for me is just like that. I would love to get one of those mini, you know, uh, racks or whatever, you know, where you put the tapes in the side kind of thing. You can see them. Something like that someday would be cool because, yeah, my, I don't have a huge collection, but I've got probably like 30 tapes, something like that, you know, and they're just, they're neat. And like some of the stuff is stuff that's like 
in a way useless like i've got a lot of the old marvel cartoons the crappy ones where they just kind of move the page oh yeah and it's (laughs) like i mean they're not they're not really worth anything but i'm not what am i going to do with them you know like they're just kind of neat to have and these vhs a lot of these movies like only on vhs no blu-ray or or dvd a lot of them you can find on youtube yeah because people rip them and put them on youtube which is cool like i do like i mean in, in a like it's technically a piracy i suppose but i mean for some of the stuff that literally it only existed on a vhs and no, nobody can find it or if you can it's 200 dollars or something like that you know like yeah youtube's kind of my line in the sand and i don't take advantage of it a ton but i don't do any torrenting stuff anything like that but youtube is always kind of like if it's there it means there's nobody to give money to nobody cares about it mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like some bizarre old B movie or sometimes you'll hear like the filmmakers just throwing it on there because Mm -hmm. if something goes on there that is owned by somebody, it's going to get found out. Quentin Tarantino was talking about this on a podcast recently where he's like, look, if it's some 50 year old movie, like who cares? Yeah. He says that YouTube is like the greatest. He's not a big streaming service guy. Shocking. He he says, (laughs) he says like YouTube is the best of the streaming services. And he went on this kind of rant where he's like, you know, people don't need, you don't need to give Apple and Amazon another dime your money. Just go on YouTube and you'll find great stuff. And yeah, like, it's kind of true. Like too much stuff almost. Like I don't even, I use it a lot, but like, my God, you could be on there for years and never run out of stuff. Yeah. All those old kind of TV movie, the weeks that are on there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like lost stuff. Saturday morning cartoons. And stuff that's not going to come out on DVD or Blu-ray yeah. anyway. Yeah. No, especially the made for TV stuff, like the seventies, early eighties stuff. It's oh, just... there's a, there's a really good one I watched a few months ago. I don't know if I talked about it. I never remember what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, it's all a blur. Yeah. We like listening. <laughs> uh, Nightmare in Batam County. I can't oh, remember. That's so familiar. It was a TV movie of the week from 1976. It's hmm. these two women driving you know they're yankees and they're driving through the south <laughs> they run afoul of the local evil sheriff <laughs> and you, you know they get busted on trumped up charges yeah. and they get sent to the local woman's work camp they just they can't get out you know they can't they're not allowed to call their parents or a lawyer and the warden the evil creepy warden is played by mr brady Oh wow, uh, cool. Robert Robert Reed, very intimidating. That and era is I love that era for that stuff. It's pretty terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And it's you can get it on Blu-ray from Kino and there's like a overseas cut, hmm. which is like R-rated. Oh, wow, that's really it's interesting. pretty it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, those scenarios always creep me out. Like kind of also like oh, the, the someone saw a doctor kill someone and so he puts them in the mental ward and like keeps them doped <laughs> up so they yeah. can't tell that he was the killer, you know. There's like there's a, I think there's a Tales from the Crypt episode like that, too. There's a couple movies. But stuff like that always kind of freaks me out because you're like, that could happen. Like, not so much that, more so what you were saying. Like, yeah, like, you could run afoul of just, you know, the wrong person and just one thing well, happens. Well, th- this movie is sort of framed like, you know, a docudrama where this is really happening in yeah. America. You know, there really are these southern prison camps where there's no there's no reform, you know, that everything, you know, there's no rules. Everyone's corrupt. Yeah, that's America for you. It's like, what the, how do they find that cutting social commentary? It's like, man. I'm really adamant about this, especially nowadays, that if you have a couple dollars, everything is video on demand or you could buy it. If you don't have a couple dollars and you have the internet, there's so much on YouTube or there's library services. or like Tubi is free. Tubi is free. There's no excuse to steal something if you're sitting at home and you're like, I'm so bored. There's free stuff out there. 
And fall back to that, if for some reason you don't have the internet, the library is crazy. Like, you walk into any library, and they've got a row of movies. And it's not a bunch of old Shakespeare PBS stuff. It's brand new stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. it's hilarious. Like, you look, and you're like, oh, yeah, there's Aquaman and Fast and the Furious and Captain Marvel and all the Pixar movies. Like, everything is there. I recently saw a comic creator arguing with a fan on Twitter because the Twitter person was like, oh, comics are too expensive. I have to steal them on the internet. And he was like, well, do you have a library in your town? Because they're all at the library. Yeah. You know, like, there's really no excuse to steal stuff. Yeah, I always get mad when people, especially when people are like, it's so bizarre. Every once in a while, someone on the Facebook for Mayfair will say something, like fill in the blank of a movie we had, Baby Driver, and we'll go, oh yeah, I, I downloaded that last week. And you're like, wait, what? And you say, did you steal it? And like, oh yeah, I just couldn't wait to see it. And I'll erase him, but then I'll send him a private message and be like, don't go onto an independent cinema website or Facebook account and brag about stealing a well, movie. Well, people just, they don't know any better. It's so weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's become pretty normalized at this point for a lot of people. So they just don't, it's not even bragging. There's It's just a statement of fact, you know? And that's why I like that most people are savvy to it. They're savvy that I have a Disney Plus account and watch these shows. Someone's watching that. Like, I get this from the library. Someone's watching that. I buy a movie ticket at the Mayfair. The Mayfair can then get those kind of movies again. Especially during lockdown times, I found people got very savvy about, oh, I should buy a coffee at my favorite coffee shop because they're dying right now. Mm. So I think I think everybody's... The fact that so many people subscribe to Spotify or Disney Plus or Netflix shows that a lot of people are like... Because you could just steal any of that stuff. Yeah. So... I can. You what? That's oh, so God. nice. What, what have I done? What a nice thing to say. Man, speaking of crap, I, I watched... <laughs> the, well, that, not that Disney Plus is crap, but no. But Good from, segue. From Good earlier, segue. No, I watched that Lost Missile movie that you oh, were yeah. talking about. It, on YouTube, actually. Oh, right? I got to watch that, too. It was so fun. Like it, I've it, seen the Ottawa scene where yeah. there's the big explosion. It takes a while to get there. So I was like, man, is it actually... Like, how am I going to know when it's Ottawa? But it's like, Ottawa plays Ottawa. So, like, yeah. they're, they're clear to tell you. It's not a good movie, but it was very entertaining. And like, and what's funny is like, my wife does not like movies like that really at all. But you know, usually you know we'll be watching TV, and then she goes to bed around you know eight eight thirty. So if she doesn't have enough in her to watch a show or a movie, sometimes I'll be like, well, can I start the movie I would watch and maybe you chill for 10 minutes or whatever. So I put that on. It was between that and Children of the Corn 4. And so I put that on and she watched the whole movie because I I was like, oh, Ottawa, uh, Ottawa. And I think I intrigued her. And so she waited for the Ottawa scenes. and Then she waited a bit longer, a bit longer. And she ended up watching the whole, it's like 68 minutes or something. But I just thought that was so funny, like not her thing at all. But we both watched that. Ottawa, semi-Ottawa shot film. We've given such buzz to The Lost Missile in the past few weeks. <laughs> it's so, man, it's so good. It's so fun to watch. And I was chatting with Lee about it. And he said, there's a chance that the National Archives could have a film print of Probably, this movie. Probably, yeah. And if they do, it'd be so much fun if we screened a 35 millimeter print of this movie. Because especially to watch it here, I watched it thanks to the Mads. They did a, a live riff of it. I should watch that, actually. And... It's so much fun because it's it's the 1950s. It's Ottawa. So if you live here or if you are familiar with the town at all, it's just so neat to see the downtown core and streetcars and what Parliament Hill looked like. All this kind of stuff. Super fun to watch. 
Yeah, I was really, I was happy to uh, get that under my belt. And I also watched, not that we jumped to the what did we watch thing, but yeah. I watched Uncle Sam yesterday because I kind no. of felt, or well, on the 4th. I, don't, I can't remember if that was yesterday. That's I think good, it was yeah, Sunday. That's, that's appropriate. More yeah. than appropriate. And it's not good, but no. it's like fun. You know, it's, it's a good idea. Yeah. It's it, just not executed the best. Yeah. Is that an old one? I don't even know yeah, that 94, one. I think. Larry Collins, he was a better writer than director. Yeah, and that one, well, like... It was uh, it was the guy who did Red Scorpion and and Maniac Cop. It's that guy. He's the guy who directed. Oh, um, William Lustig. Yeah, Lustig. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah Larry Cohen wrote it. He didn't mm-hmm. direct it. Yeah, and it's it's like, a very Larry Cohen idea for sure. And, and it's just cool. It's, you know, Isaac Hayes is good in it. It's recommended. You would like it, Josh. I mean, it's I mean, for it's basically <laughs> just like a soldier gets killed from a friendly fire and then, uh, desert storm. Yeah, and and so they find his body and like they bring the corpse back and then he comes back to life i guess and he's killing un-american people basically so it's sort of like oh you know you you messed up the flag i'm gonna kill you you know or you're like uh, draft dodgers yeah just like silly politicians <laughs> silly you know and then his nephew thought he was like this big hero but actually he was this aggressive jerk and so you know he has to come to terms so it's with that. basically maniac cop but a soldier pretty much it's maniac soldier basically yeah. But not as good. You know, you don't have Robert Zadar, so you know it's not going to be as good. Um, but No Bruce Campbell? Yeah. I, I've never seen Maniac Cop 2, and apparently it's oh, really it's good. the best one. I mean, you know. <laughs> I've, I've just seen the first one. That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. The second I've one is more the... fun. It's got Bruce Campbell. He's in the first one, too, actually, I think. Yeah. But yeah, no, the second one's good. And then in terms of actual good movies, I watched Fear Street, the first Fear Street, which I really enjoyed, and uh, Werewolves Within, which was very, very good. I gotta see that werewolves within. Yeah. yeah, I liked Fear Street as well. My only complaint is my complaint always with movies that they know the sequel is coming is that blatantly they were like coming soon, like it was right there, which is the same thing that Back to the Future Two did, and I think Matrix Two did. I can't remember, but for the most part, it felt like a movie. It was mm-hmm. just I was like, oh, I wish you guys would have actually wrapped it up into a movie at the end instead of. But its whole gimmick is that it's three movies, three weeks in a row. Yeah, and it's hard to fully judge till we see the other parts, I guess, because I don't know how they're going to tie all that in. Yeah. But no, like, I, I had a lot of fun. I mean, it's basically a 90s horror movie, so... And for, like, a Goosebumps R.L. Stein thing, it was a full-blown horror movie. Definitely. <laughs> it was a real horror movie. Yeah, I liked that, because it's easy to be like, oh, you know, uh, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, whatever, read these books, so we'll make this for 16, 17-year-olds. But those 16, 17-year-olds now are whatever, you know, 35, 38, whatever. Right, right. So it's cool that they embrace that. And we're like, wait, maybe we should make this restricted for the fans, you know, who grew up with that. So uh, that was cool that they did that. And especially done for Netflix, there's no rating. It, yeah. it, Netflix seems to be much more like, yeah, we don't care if you're three hours long and X-rated. That's fine by us. Like, yeah, it's funny that they, because they did rate them R, but why? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just so parents don't get upset or something. Well, that's what Lee pointed out when we went on that good run of screening a bunch of Netflix movies is this weird mix of both Netflix not rating their movies and Ontario not having a ratings board. So it was just like all these movies with, no rating. They're just like, yep, yeah, whatever. Everybody can come see this. And then it's just kind of up to the people to decide or Pretty not much, whether yeah. like unrated. That means that means gore. I watched Steven Sonnenberg's new movie, No Sudden Move. Oh yeah, I hear good things. I like that a lot. Just a good heist movie with a crazy cast. Everybody, Don Cheadle yeah. and Benicio del Toro, hmm. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, like he's insane. back. He's Everyone's back. in that movie basically. Yeah. I heard it's very like film noirish as well. Yeah, and it's just bittersweet in that. It's another movie that we would probably be playing right now mm-hmm. if available. But 
Sonnenberg's funny to be releasing movies in these times since he's kind of like the granddaddy of saying, hey, movies are all going to be video on demand, Blu-ray, big screen the mm-hmm. same time. And now he's doing, this is a HBO Max movie. Right. So I assume it's on screens elsewhere in Did the world. Did you shoot it on an iPhone? Maybe. Yeah, that's what I was wondering Probably. too. He's always... I saw his iPhone, uh, what was it called? Yeah. Last Bird Flying? Oh, or... yeah. The basketball movie. Which was good. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. And yeah, he just shot it on like an iPhone he 7 did, or something. It's fun. God, he's so funny because he was like, five years ago, was like, I'm retired. Yeah. <laughs> and then three movies in 2019 and two movies this year. He's, and like, He did a TV show too, didn't he? Yeah. So I don't know why. I don't know if that was like a joke. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But like, because I remember he was like, yeah, I'm not directing Magic Mike 2. I'm just going to shoot it. And then he's not going to do. Yeah. And then now. What does that mean? Like. <laughs> he's his own camera okay. person a lot of the time. So I think he just. You could see that being like, I don't want the stress of directing it. Mm-hmm. Someone else direct it, but I still like playing with cameras. So I'm just going to be the camera operator. So is, is that what he's billed as for the movie? Like camera? I, I don't think I'm lying about that. Yeah, I think he just That's shot weird. it. Yeah. I never, I've never really heard of a director doing that, but it makes sense. He's one of those guys who does everything, right? So yeah. that's why he could do those little iPhone movies or little improv movies. Because Meryl Streep was talking about shooting his boat movie that came out during lockdown. And it's just a simple story, character piece, people on a cruise ship. But she was like, half the time she didn't know what was going on because <laughs> she'd be sitting talking with a couple other actors, talking with Candace Bergen or something, with no camera in sight because like half a block away would be somebody with like an iPhone shooting her, you know? And, so weird. And all the mics were hidden and stuff because it was like a pure like improv movie. And she was like, to go from that to a movie with giant cameras and a 200 person crew. And then you're like, it's so weird that both are viable movies, but that big shot directors can get away with doing those kind of improv movies. And basically he does it of like, look, give me a million dollars and let me make a movie and then I'll go produce Ocean's 8. You know, like that's how these things get made. Yeah, that's the rumor now. He's thinking about making another Ocean's movie, but I don't know. He doesn't have to. Oceans 9 and 10 have to happen before, like hmm. to fill in that gap. Yeah, you didn't mention those. So I think that's... Ocean's 8 did well enough to garner a sequel, I think. Probably. I liked it. I Things always do. Didn't they better. kill George Clooney off? Supposedly. Know. And that's not even a spoiler. In, in, uh, like, Ocean's 8. Yeah, like in the beginning of Ocean's 8, Sandra Bullock is his sister. Yeah. And is like talking about him being dead, but you know, they don't show a body. He can come mm. back. They can do like a Halloween. Yeah. They just pretend <laughs> yeah. that didn't happen. Is Julia Roberts in the eighth one? No, she's in the. 11 12 okay. they don't okay i thought maybe because that'd be they a perfect time to have her in there right yeah like, that could have overlapped that's kind of weird or she would just be the one who's just like yep as she said danny ocean died <laughs> yeah see ya <laughs> i'm very curious to see what we are gonna book in the next months yeah because everything is this streaming big screen thing which is fine by us but yeah i hope we can get suicide squad and dune and yeah there's a packed schedule like the stuff coming out in july alone is just crazy well, yeah, and we've missed a Sundance Festival. We have the aftermath of the Oscars. We're not going to be at a shorthand. And all these movies that keep on getting digital restorations. So, And a new Nick Cage movie. So That's true. Oh, Pig? Pig. Yeah, yeah that looks interesting. Yeah, I was waiting to talk about that one because, I mean, we're close, but so <laughs> yeah. far away. This is the first week in so long that we don't have to worry about being cut off by Zoom, which we could have just recorded again, but it was a nice beginning and end to be yeah. like, yep, 40 minutes, but... As we speak, we're kind of pushing that time now, so might start to wrap things up now anyhow. Did Andrew say what he's watched? I watched Strike Commando. Oh, it's it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's fun. Like, it's ridiculous. But Well, it's I got that, uh, these um, Severin Films new releases that they put out. 
I got Strike Commando 1 and 2. Nice. That was my next question. So I got to watch part 2. They're, I think they then, might have done them back to back, but I could Yeah. Be... Well, part 2 has a different guy in it. Mm. These are Rambo, Italian Rambo ripoffs right. shot in the Philippines. Does Severin do the theatrical thing the way Agfa does? I don't Ooh. think so. Interesting. I know Agfa has sold some Severin stuff, I think, but not. I, don't, I think that's like a separate. I also think there's a stack of Agfa films that have come out over the last year and a half yeah, yeah they did they just i think their latest one is called the leather boys oh yeah yeah that's is, supposed uh, to 50s be uh homosexual biker gang flick cool directed <laughs> by canadian sydney j fury oh yeah, yeah, yeah who later would go on to do iron eagle wow and superman 4 oh superman 4 1964 it just looks 50s Oh, okay, yeah. I've been reading a lot well, about it's that in black movie. And, black and white. Yeah, yeah. Black everything white, <laughs> everything was yeah. 50s. Yeah, no, that's supposed to be like a really like a seminal queer cinema kind of thing. Yeah, it's not an exploitation movie per se. It's no. more kind of like a broke back mountain on wheels. Yeah, that's pretty, that's good. I'm always fascinated <laughs> by movies like that of the time because even today, sadly, a movie like that might be seen as controversial. But you mm-hmm. think of... 30 40 years ago like yeah. that's that's impressive that that movie got made and everything like that well that's and cool. even and it's not even like hardcore or anything like that it's funny like how hard you have to fight just to have any reference of anything or implications oh, sure. like and even then yeah that would have been shocking at the time it's the old the dick van dyke show which had its racy moments you wouldn't think it but there's some little innuendos in there every once in a while that i'm sure people would just gasp and get the vapors for back in the day but that's the thing of like Dick Van Dyke has talked about this all the time of like, they were not allowed to have a double bed. It was a married couple, separate beds. That seems so silly, but that's what it was, you yeah. know? And I'm sure it would have been the same with cinematic stuff too, of just all these weird rules that once the 60s and 70s rolled around, blew people's minds because couples were sleeping in the same beds. Man, that's Yeah, so I remember weird. watching Dennis the Menace reruns when I was a kid and I'd see like, the parents would have separate beds and even yeah. even at like a young age i'm like what that's yeah. not right <laughs> yeah that's weird Did they not like each other <laughs> yeah or they would joke about pushing the beds together like i remember that too but they didn't they didn't do it i don't know well that's that, that line on the simpsons or oh yeah well that too <laughs> yeah uh, millhouse's dad oh we'll push the twin beds together tonight <laughs> oh god okay now we're gonna wrap things up good now that andrew has said his piece it's okay <laughs> he mentioned strike commando so we're good I did a Simpsons quote. Yeah, yeah. We've got our quota. As the gods would have it. <laughs> so thanks for listening, everybody. You can find us online at mayfairtheater.ca and all the social medias. We should have some news pretty soon. So if you're actually listening to this in early, mid-July, keep an eye out on the website because we might have some announcements of what we will be showing come July 23rd. Oh, man. And I don't want to jinx it. We'll be back July 23rd with no more shutdowns after that. It's 100% happening. It's we gonna have happen. cured COVID with B-films. <laughs> it's the only thing it wasn't expecting. Thanks for listening again, everybody. And we'll see you back at the Mayfair soon. And we'll see you next week for another edition of the Mayfair Theater Podcast. Bye. Bye. Oh, man. New Cage is out on the 16th. If we can just wait one more week, we can premiere with New Cage. Oh, that'd be great. That'd it's do well. Free, wouldn't it? Like Mandy did well. Yeah, right? And Pig is basically just Mandy, I assume. Believe Mandy, in the cage. Bovine Mandy. Yeah, Mandy has played by a pig. Or not that's not bovine, that's Your heart's in the right place. Bovine is a cow, right? <laughs> yes. His follow up movie, uh, Cow. Pork pork. Your letter to Vanity Fair is really throwing off your discussion right now. <laughs> Run for your life! Run! The Lost 
crossed missile. This thing's traveling at 4,000 miles an hour. What is it, this terror that destroys cities? You won't want to look, but you can't help it. You won't believe your eyes, but you'll never forget what they see. You won't want to stay, but you'll be glued to your seat. That's all right, sir. Keep going. I'll catch up with you. I know where that thing came from. It's more important than my wife and baby. It's more important than the whole city. Right now, we've got to destroy it before it destroys us. You can't destroy it. It may have people in it. It's from another planet. We could make contact with them, talk to them. Think how important that would be to science, how important it would be to us. I know how important it is to us right now. I've got to stop you, Dave. I've got to... Please, listen carefully. To ensure your safety, I have declared martial law. Run for your... 